this time. Not this funk. So Nobi and Slime are in the snow, like a Bushido scene. The snow's falling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, yeah. I know, and he knows I know. That's how I control the good neighbors. We're all bonded. I can speak to them anywhere in this entire plane. Them and up to several other cells. You know, cells in mold. Cells in the person who split off of mold. Maybe some cells in you. So everybody got what they want and they're all living like in a dream world. But okay, so what is what are the bad things that are happening? Yeah, so that's basically what's happening is the dream world and the physical world are overlapping. The barrier is broken down completely or nearly completely. If it's completely gone, you're all just dead. But that's the race against time. Um, and if uh, if Kat's going over to Marina, uh, Voya says, I'm going home or to the observatory. Uh, I have to do some calculations. Uh, everything has changed. So you need to all get the dream stuff out of here as much as you can. Imagine trying to close a door when there's a number of items laying across the threshold. It's only to become more difficult. So send as much dream stuff packing as you can and send all the, the villagers back to me so I can get them where they need to be for the ritual. The town has voted not for there to be a governor anymore. Not for there to be a moist watch. The... The... Thing you are most proud of creating that doesn't even exist anymore because nobody liked it and it wasn't any good. You are far better for this town as a teacher than you ever were as a governor, and frankly, you weren't a very good governor. If Venter's right, then yeah, Venter becoming a flash top would actually probably be very good. We should be supportive of their new union. So I've been saying for like five episodes now that there are two ways to win the season. Well, one is for somebody to become Kalashtar, which is the discussion we're having now. And the other is for Voya to do her thing, which has been controversial for a number of reasons. Uh, but the, the thing that someone becoming Kalashtar accomplishes is that you get uh, basically a quarry trader with inside knowledge uh, to tell you how to win. Which is, yeah, if... if uh, the whole community comes together and stops making living together such a nightmare, then the nightmares won't be able to infiltrate Grendel. Um, which is to say, everybody in town needs to be on the egregore. Right. Firstly, good job taming a quarry. That's very cool. I, I am always impressed by all the smart things you are doing. I, I, I never even think of. You're a very impressive young man. Secondly, well, Gigi and I will go over to Mold and the, the Moist Watch if they are in danger and help them. No, that's okay. You're just going to get in the way. And you see outside uh, three good neighbors roll up and they are... So the they are guarding the governor's uh. lodge, but the subtext is they are keeping you prisoner. I would like the information, please. All right, so you gather up some more slime mold and you can paint me a picture of that if you would like. The information you get there is that uh, well, who we've been calling Nega Mold, which is to say the, the part of mold that split off from the frost giant skeleton, uh, has taken up residence in the Egregore. Oh, to eat. Oh, yeah, to eat the enemy, to eat whoever hurt Neelith. <sighs> exactly. And so... The nightmare has conjured up a creature which exists only to devour, and it is coming right towards you. 
That's my girl. Do you ever wonder what it would feel like to put, like, you ever go to those weird oddity shops where it's, like, they have a bowl of, like, teeth and stuff? I've kind of always wanted to, like, put it, like, a handful in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I knew where you were going with that, Mari, and I'd still just get the reaction. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you... There's oddity shops and they always have like a bowl of teeth and like I kind of want to know what it'd be like to like the texture. Can you DM a horror season for us and then I'll be the little monster who is constantly yelling at you? I know. I just feel so inadequate when like I'm running a whole Call of Cthulhu campaign and Mari's here every week doing better than me. Like I, I'm so glad my players don't listen to this show. I'm so fucking glad. It's not, but we were talking about teeth, and I was like, "Yeah, Mari, because- you can we we can talk about literally anything, and you'll find a way to turn it into a twisted, eldritch abomination horror. We could be talking yeah. about like we could be talking about like breakfast t- cereal, and you will find a way to just segue it into existential <laughs> horror. You know." <laughs> It's one of my It's like I, I, I can just picture like cornflakes are actually no. I'm not gonna finish it because I know we we can take it. And it's just Skin be- flakes, scabs. There yeah, there's scabs. That's good. Yeah, scab flakes. Yeah. I was I was trying to stop it, but you just finished it, Mari, because I know we're the same wavelength there. <laughs> yeah, I watched Drunk History on how it's made, so now I know everything. So <laughs> technically, scabs work the best. <laughs> Here we are. So, to start this combat encounter, because it is combat, we left the last episode with uh, Slime running into the cemetery to check on Sun, Moon, Stars. You saw a giant beast, but it did not deter you. You kept running, and so we entered combat. This Tulpa is a manifestation of Sun, Moon, Stars' desire to devour Neelith's murderer. It is vaguely humanoid. You think it probably has a total of four limbs, but it's kind of crawling on its belly. Um, it doesn't appear to have skin. It's like slimy, almost like exposed uh, muscle, and it is kind of crawling towards you. It, it like almost like a flayed giant person. It's the size of like a city bus. Uh, it, all of its orifices are crammed with teeth, uh, eyes, nose, mouth, but it also has mouths where it shouldn't in the crooks of its elbows and the crooks of its knees, just all over its body as it crawls towards you, just like this slimy flayed thing, mouths all grasping at you. Uh, I rolled initiative, I won, I'm going to eat you. Here we go. What all those mouths do? Yeah, oh. like, you know what, do some of the mouths have molars? Because that's a little bit more, <laughs> you know. The flavor mm-hmm. of the molars and you pop them into your mouth like candy corn? Well, have you, okay. I personally think it's more upsetting when there's molars in horrifying teeth depictions than sharp teeth. Interesting. I bet it's a mix, yeah. Uh, so so the, the Tulpa rolls a 15 to hit slime because you were the first person through the gate. Mm-hmm. The hit actually uh, explodes Slime's grief sack. I rolled a one on initiative, so I have to do this. And because they're just so upset, the sack has just exploded. All of the emotions that they've been trying to hold in. 
Uh, and so now they just flail around in the snow and scream face first into the ground. All right. So you're going to take uh, only eight damage. Bad damage roll there. So it just nips you. Uh, and we're at Aze. Aze, you were coming up to the cemetery. You see this thing try to take a chunk out of slime. What do you do? That is a, wow, 28 on the attack roll for his that sure hits. extra shot there, dealing 12 radiant damage. All right. And then for his main, uh, his primary action, he is going to invoke one of his daily uses of Manipulator's Mark. Uh, that's a natural, that's a crit right there. Good gosh, which means it is... This roll damage correctly there. So you just open up like a Tommy gun on this thing. Uh, yeah. So that crit Aze hits for twenty nine damage. That's a total of forty one damage in one round between the guiding bolt and uh, extra bonus action attack there. Uh, as just these radiant shots just sort of drill into the the teeth, you know. Uh, yeah, you start putting a hurting on this thing, streaks of uh, light shoot out of your orb, uh, and it's going to use a legendary action to swat a headstone with such strength that it flies in your direction like a projectile. So, uh, twenty that's a crit! There we go. There we go. Trading crits. Let's do it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> now I feel like we're in the last arc. That's... This is all oh, action. The Oh. The terrible damage rolls there. Look at that. One, two, Oof. two. Uh, it's a total of only 14 off a of crit. Mm. But, I mean, it's it's 14 isn't nothing, yeah. but it's definitely a lot less than it could have been as the headstone like slams into you and uh, kind of bounces off. But it, it was not a great angle. Uh, and we're at Basil's turn. You know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do a big spell because I never fucking do big spells. I'm going to cast Blight on this thing. Um, so I'm going to need a constitution saving throw. All right. Uh, could have been a better stat to target. Uh, 14, I don't think that's going to do it. I don't think that's going to do it, no. Um, so they're going to start by taking um, 8d8 necrotic damage. Let's see how that shakes out. Fucking hell. 41 damage. That's that's a pretty decent start. Oh. <laughs> Basil, Basil uh. Ozzy did 41 damage two turns in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, look, look. Parent par 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 and, and child in sync here. We're doing, we're doing big damage. We're doing big, big damage days. These are really great opening roles. This stuff finally feels like you're fighting like 11th uh, level characters. A lot of this season has been just being like, please don't fight. Let's do a hug. <laughs> now you're like, playtime is over. <laughs> it is time for pain. Those are my two character voices, I believe. <laughs> so yeah, no, ba Basil just blasts this thing with a wave of unknowable evil darkness. Just fucking real give this, this, this Tulper a real bad time. Yeah, and at the end of your turn, also legendary action to throw a headstone at you. 16. Uh, that is gonna hit. Alright. Uh, much better roll there. That's 15. Well, you did basically the same critting against Aze as it did not critting against Basil. That's how dice are sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I can manage with that. I think that's alright. Alright, and now we're at Cat. Hmm. Cat is going to first say, um, Mother, where is Mother? Is she inside uh, this mouth 
demon. Um, Slime looks at Cat and only is able to scream. For sensory <laughs> reasons, I will not scream. I just want everyone to imagine the screaming. Cool. Appreciate that. On my podcast, they just scream. It sucks. <laughs> um, uh, my stupid ass podcast. <laughs> Fucking garbage. Um, yeah. I might try something else in future. Anyway, so I'm just going to attack now. I have advantage because I'm barbarian. You're getting advantage because of Aze's manipulator mark that's still active because there has not been an attack yet. Oh my god, 19 and 25. Holy shit, those both hit. Okay, then th- take a whole ass 22 damage, boyo. <laughs> okay, uh, you want to describe that? You're just leaping out. You have the, uh, <laughs> do you have Shoko's uh, needle gloves on? I guess they're the genius's needle gloves, but Shoko gifted them to you. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I think, like, because Kat just asked that, and because what I'm kind of thinking about doing if it seems like it might be a good idea is grappling. I think that Cat wants to try and like uh, slash it, like high risk, high reward strategy. Cat is going to leap at its big main mouth, trying to slash at it, trying to see if it, if she can see in its mouth, <laughs> like is uh, Sun Moon Stars just like swallowed in there, you know, a bit like Attack on Titan or whatever, just like inside the beast controlling it. Yeah, I, you don't see anything. I think, yeah, if the flavors, you start to start knocking teeth out of its main mouth while it's that's like... fantastic, yeah. That's what I was kind of hoping for. <laughs> Is Sun Moon Stars in the monster? Am I going to want to You do not see Sun Moon Stars, although uh, the whole body is like melting now from the necrotic blight. Love that. At the end of Cat's turn, um, 11's going to miss, huh? That's my last legendary action for this round of combat. Yeah, that's my cat-like reflexes. Perfect. And we're at Slime at the end of the order. Uh, what do you do? Slime is still unable to do anything but scream, which means they cast Toll the Dead at the giant teeth monster. Only a 13. I fail again. Okay. Hit for 14. Oh, interesting. Okay. So uh, what's that? It's just that your scream is an eerie noise that just starts to pull apart the dream fabric that it's weaved from uh imagine like body snatchers but i'm a giant monster snake <laughs> centipede we're back to the tulpa's turn and it's going to do a, a new interesting kind of attack on i'm gonna say uh cat because you're right in front of its mouth that narratively makes sense to me it unhinges its jaw uh so insofar that it even has like a jaw bones in a traditional sense it kind of just morphs uh, in a really uh, unsettling way as it uh, hyper extends its mouth farther than it should be able to and attempts to uh just engulf you uh s- strength contest oh you're a barbarian i should have targeted someone else oops <laughs> <laughs> oops uh, okay well, 25 two, though but uh, yeah i've only got two better starting stat than you there so seven what that can't be right no shit it is oh my god Oh no! All right. So first is first. You're gonna take a bunch of damage. Um, boop 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 boop. Oh come on! The rolls. This Tulpa's <laughs> rolls have just been dog shit. You only take eleven as it tries to clamp down down on you with its whole maw, and you just knock a bunch more teeth out. Yeah. Uh, is it? Wh- yeah. I was gonna say, can I take it an attack of opportunity or something in response here? 
Uh, no, but the other effect of this is that you are grappled and it, it gains 11 health as it starts sucking the nutrients out of your body. No, my nutrients. <laughs> yeah, take that. You needed those nutrients. <laughs> I did, though. That's true. Uh, Aze, it's your turn. You see Cat has begun the process of being eaten. Uh, Aze will use his bonus action to shoot off uh, another one of his extra free shooty shoots at the, uh, the Tulpa. Um, that is a botch on that roll. Yep, uh, obvious consequence, you shoot cat in the butt. All right. Wow, 20 damage. You're doing more damage oh to me than the fucking teeth monster. Ozzy <laughs> uh, <laughs> rolled almost fucking max damage on that misfire. God damn. Well, uh, this, well, well, okay. What the well, fuck? Well, cat's not feeling great. That's what's happening now, so. <laughs> All right, at the end of Ozzy's turn, legendary action. That's a 22. That's going to hit. Uh-huh. And so, uh, yeah, one of the the mouths on its arms bites you, and you you just weren't prepared psychologically or physically for that <laughs> vector of attack. You take eight damage as it bites into your mm -hmm. uh, shoulder. Cool. And we're back to Basil. Um, I'm gonna do Eldritch Blast. Let's 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 just get the the good old good old basic spelling because I feel like I've done enough damage at this point. Um, uh, I need to arrange spell attack. Let's roll that. Anyway, I started blasting. Uh, does 14, uh, 16, and, ooh, 8. That's a botch on that last one. Um, any of those hit? Only the 16 hits, but you also shoot Cat in the butt. Oh, no! <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, right, let's, let's roll that probably not very great damage. 11 damage. 11's fine. It, to me, or is that for Cat? Oh, that's that's uh, that's that's to you. I didn't realize I had to roll damage for cat. Uh, uh, oh no, the plus three has come back to bite me or to bite cat, I suppose. Um, Ouch. Uh, that's that's eight to cat. So, sorry, sorry about that. Why is everyone shooting me? Not intentionally. Your 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 butt's just in the way. Sorry. <laughs> At the end of your turn, Basil, uh, legendary action 14. Uh, that's gonna get me. Wow, it's the low AC squad. I do not have a good AC. Nine damage as you are uh, kicked as the thing twists its body, kind of using Cat's butt as a shield. Yeah, I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, your turn, Cat. Yeah, I'm just going to attack again for now because of the beating. I don't think that it's going to be that long, so I'm just going to go for it. You have disadvantage because you're in its mouth, but... you got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, first one's a okay, miss. Okay, so miss and then, yeah. Okay, cool. I love that for me. <laughs> Fab. Okay, um, because I'm Cat's mommy and I'm already upset, Slime just jumps right down that monster's throat and casts vampiric embrace touch into its stomach. <laughs> All right, make a spell attack. 23. All right, it has six HP, so roll damage. Let's see how that goes. Okay, okay. So, yay, okay, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> 18. 
And so uh, Slime screaming because they're already upset about everyone's in danger and they see their little baby inside of a giant teeth monster's mouth. So they just jump, push Cat out of the way and tunnel down their throat and then throw up all of their intestines into their intestines, burning it up and sucking up all of their health and then jumping out of their back, screaming stuff. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Aze's rea immediate reaction is to shift into the cycle form and apply healing on cats. Uh, so he, he he doesn't comment much on what Slime just did, you know, as a, as metal as it was. Uh, is that... Did you, like, blow a hole in the back of this thing? Because, like, yeah. I'm looking in the front of this thing, so I guess I'm looking out the back then? Yeah. So I'm like... Yeah. Thank you, Mother. Good job. I... Continue to scream. <laughs> uh, so you put a hole in the tulpa and it kind of collapses down into the cemetery and starts. Uh, it's almost like it rots in fast motion. It's coming apart because it is made out of dream stuff and you have, uh, you know, completely uh, compromised its integrity. So it is just before your eyes uh, falling apart and kind of drifting away. And then slime runs over to the entry to the the baby tomb. And just curls around it. <laughs> the baby tomb is a quite upsetting turn of phrase. But yeah, you, you go down into uh, the crypt where you have the stone crib we've talked about before. You do not see the abomination. You do not see sun, moon, stars. I think what you probably find is Squelcher, the zombie uh, Tengu, who you have kind of uh, made your thrall. And it is uh, all messed up, all mangled on the ground. Like someone came and uh, Squelcher tried to fight them and Oh lost. my god. I'm for real upset. <laughs> uh huh. I believe Mari promised to come to your house with a gun. Um, <laughs> if you kill, uh, if you kill some Squelcher, is is Squelcher alive? <laughs> I mean, it's Squelcher's dead, even at the best of times. But I know what you mean. <laughs> if you if you spend that spell slot uh, to ra to raise Squelcher back, like you you did before, you can have Squelcher again. Oh yes. Okay. But you won't get any more s spell slots after this. That's my boy! And we're in the final phase. He's my boy! Including probably, improbably fighting Nobi. I love the roleplay choice. Uh, is it okay if all of Squelcher's like, limbs are the wrong way now? Because yeah. it's a zombie that you keep reviving no matter how many times he gets killed. So it's headed on backwards. Squelcher's just like, free me from this, <laughs> this horrifying existence. <laughs> Be strong yeah. for mother. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> so you have Squelcher now, who can will fight on your behalf. Uh, the more traditional use of the spell is to have like a zombie uh, helper. So you have that, but you do not see sun, moon, stars, or abomination. What do you do? Uh, I ask Squelcher what the fuck happened by just screaming into their body mass. <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't you roll investigation? Okay. <sighs> so traumatized now. Uh huh. Don't uh huh me. You enjoy this, don't you? All right. Do sorry. I enjoy my sorry, show? Yes. I'm relaxing. I'm relaxing now. <laughs> you're not the man. You're just a man. I got rolled a twenty. Uh yes, twenty is great. Uh, you search around the the crypt and you find 
a, a couple of stray slime mold cells, which are bright orange. Oh, those boys. <clears throat> uh, so these little orange slime mold cells, uh, you with your 20 on investigation, you know they belonged to the uh, colony or the, you know, the individual that split off from mold. Um, and that they are their own person. And the name this person is choosing to go by is William. Oh, their name's William? I know a William. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I knew a William so long ago. Do you know this William? You gave his skull to Mold. Mold split into two people. So Mold, who's with the dog, right, is, is Mold. And then this is William, right? Yeah. Correct. There are now three individuals made of slime mold. There's slime, the yellow slime mold played by Mari, uh, mold, the blue slime mold, who is uh, with a dog and who has complicated feelings, a lot of, you know, conflicting emotions, but who seems to be uh, less of a threat, who promised to not be violent because you helped kill Voya. And now there is a third slime mold individual, William who has the skull of the human William, who you have told in your backstory, uh, uh, you know, you couldn't control and that, you know, that you took their skull as a reminder of the whole village that you destroyed, essentially. Mm -hmm. And the William cells basically say they named themselves after the one person you could never control and that they, you know, they think that you, you have destroyed what mold could have been. Oh, uh, please continue. We have taken Sun, Moon, Stars, and the Abomination away. She's coming to your house, Austin. You may have distracted Mold with that dog, but I am still focused. I will have everything you love, and they will love me. Nobi said, if we hide Sun, Moon, Stars from you, you will be destroyed, and everything will be ours. Cool, Austin. Cool. That's cool that you did that. Look, it's it's difficult emotional consequences. That's what you've signed up for. D&D is like this occasionally. Why? Okay, hold on. Let me because, think for a second. Because challenge. For fun. Slime so chooses. I can. Those are much smaller than slime, right? Slime just makes them slime. It makes them lose everything that they were. Exactly. And their their like last thoughts as they are subsumed into you is just like this is a, this is what you did to mold. This is why we never trust you. This is why William is the one who will finally destroy you. Uh, can you remind me when I did that to mold? You didn't actually do that to mold. William is saying that your influence on mold get you know making mold a better person, make, giving mold a dog. Uh, trying to be a supportive person to mold is the same as you abs absorbing their personality. Uh, my last communication to them before they become me is that doesn't make any sense. And that's a false equivalency. <laughs> that's a false equivalency. Murder. <laughs> it really gets your point across when you when you make an academic point and then you erase their selfhood. Well, it wasn't murder. I erased their selfhood. Fair enough. Uh, so he here we are in the end game. Uh, let me remind everyone of the stakes here because we just started with a big action set piece. Uh, the Dreaming Dark is about to come through the veil between the Dalcor and the material world. It's been getting thinner all season. And now uh, it is so thin that tulpas are bursting through uh, thanks to Anne and Mold. 
we could throw a surprise party. There you go. The victory conditions, which you are aware of, are A, Voya gets all the astrological information of everybody in town and uses that to figure out how to do a ritual to restore the barrier. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with that is that Nobi is going to sabotage it at all costs because if the barrier goes back up, Nobi loses his quarry, which means he's just a sheep and he can no longer wield the power of life and death over people. Uh, option B is one you learned about from the Hashalak last episode, which is because what's eroding the barrier between the real world and the dream world is that everyone in town is so isolated and lonely and distrustful. It's literally your like bad dreams and negative emotions, which are allowing the dreaming dark to erode the barrier. If everybody kind of gets on the same page, if everybody has, you know, togetherness and it's like a very, um, the power of uh, love, believe in yourself, power and friendship. Uh, you can just w dream away the dreaming dark. But that uh, is, once again, <laughs> the th the one thing standing in your way is that Nobi uh, is a murderer and will never have good enough vibes, will never integrate with the town in such a way as to make that possible. Uh, I can break this one down because it's, it's kind of conceptual. Here's the very simple uh, way to put it. Everyone in town needs to be on the egregore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So everyone in town goes to Voya, or everyone in town goes on the egregore. Those are the two victory conditions. The thing standing in the way of both is the murderer Nobi, but only Slime knows that Nobi is bad. Uh, and so there's this juicy tension that now has been exacerbated by the appearance of, appearance of William, who hates Slime and wants to fucking ruin Slime. Could we have the map again? Slime King Mike's, Mike's map. Could somebody put that in chat? Yeah, I, I think of the main people we have left to deal with, we have Potter, Hale, and Applewhite are the big ones that are left. Cat wants to go to see Farmer Applewhite, but um, I don't know if she's going to say that right away. And does Squelcher have anything to say about what they witnessed? Can Squelcher say anything on their own volition? No, that is a separate spell, Speak with Dead. Okay, so Squelcher can't even, like, squelch out a, a mime or anything. Nobody can say anything. Okay. Um, so I guess Slime is just inconsolable at this moment, but still functional. You know, she just follows everyone behind, but they're just kind of squiggling around a little. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm looking at the map real quick here, and honestly, the closest person to... The cemetery would be Apple White, so. Sure. Hell yeah, let's do it. Because otherwise, it's the Wind and Dine Flare and Ruth's Clinic, and the, neither of those. Yee. Um... All right. The party leaves the cemetery and starts going towards the farm. Uh, it, you can see something in the distance before you even get close, which is there are large shapes moving across the farm. Um, just a, a fleet of big shapes that uh, this. They, the silhouettes don't rec don't resemble anything you recognize. It's uh, you know disconcerting, but you know there's tulpa business about. And as you approach the the fence, uh, you know you can unlock the little gate and go through. The tum tums go rolling out. 
uh, seemingly running from something. Mm. And there are t- immediately two places to choose from on the farm. There are the fields where these shapes are, and you're closer now, so you see that they, they appear to be some kind of uh, clockwork machines, not unlike something the genius would make. Uh, and the other place you could go is uh, in the opposite direction, up near the barn, where uh, the tum-tums are running from. You see like a, a stream of tum-tums rolling away from the barn, as if running from something over there. So there's a choice already. Cat's running to the barn. Yeah, Ozzy's following close behind her. You run towards the barn, and as you cut, come around the corner where uh, the tum-tums uh, uh, originated from, uh, you see the gender-neutral confinement area, which uh, Slime built on the farm here for the tum-tums, specifically during that downtime, and you see standing outside of it is Mold, uh, the frost giant skeleton with the uh, big horned helmet. Uh, and on each of the horns on Mold's helmet, there is impaled a Sucora quarry, the uh, centipede lobsters, the snake scorpions. Oh, my God. Uh, mold has one on, impaled on each horn, has, and you, he turns to look at you as you come around the corner, and you see he's holding another one, and he just ca- casually tears it clean in half. Um, slime runs up and coils around Mold, just but not threatening, just a hug. Just happy that that mold is okay. <laughs> These wiggly things were threatening my dog, so I had to destroy them. Is that okay? I know I promised to stop doing violence. They are a threat. To- yes. They are a threat to the whole village. Anyway, mother was shot in all of her feelings, and they are outside now. Slime continues to scream, but manages to say. Morality is complicated. It's okay to fuck up, and then just continues to scream. Oh, so you're you're kind of hugging uh, mold at this point, slime, and uh, so he drops the two halves of the quarry onto the ground, and they, like the the tooth tulpa, kind of come uh, unraveled and like rot almost as they fade away. They don't leave behind corpses, um, and then you see coming out of the gender neutral confinement area is. Uh, Judas, the dog, who's actually your familiar, used the spell find familiar to summon this dog. Uh, do you want to remind us what the dog looks like? Okay. Is the dog grown at all? That's up to you, <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. Since the dog's probably been eating, I don't know, whatever, um, it's a little bigger now. So Cat's um, teeth that were a mohawk before have migrated to its mouth. Um, the shiny tendrils of the abomination are its hair and it's getting getting a little thicker so it's like kind of disgusting but kind of like rainbow shimmery and it's it's like just a bigger beagle shape but like it's also kind of like a jelly creature so you can see like little bits floating around in it Mm -hmm. you know you remember like neopets when like you could get a slime neopet it's like that Mm. yeah uh, so that's Judas, the the familiar dog, and it, it like bounds over and starts licking uh, you and Mold, and the, just the whole the whole family's kind of together here. Um, and Cat, you know, as well, you're up in this this hug. Hello, Judas. Uh, the dog uh, yaps at you. I I don't I don't think it's uh, even though you're much larger than it. I feel like it sees you as uh, you know you're a cat and it's a dog, and it's like obviously I <laughs> I have the the rank here. <laughs> How much big? How much bigger am I than it? Like, what size dog is this? A beagle puppy. Yeah, I just like um, lay the cat lays one paw onto Judas, just like flattening him down. 
just like pushing him to just like just like not even aggressively or or particularly mean-spiritedly just like kind of an affectionate like shut up like just like (laughs) shoving him down (laughs) you can't you can't carry on yapping (laughs) i saw a video recently of like a house cat chasing a full-grown adult bear and i was just like god that's kind of the vibe (laughs) at this the way that this uh dog thinks of you but you absolutely cannot (laughs) choose to play i was just imagining a lion's paw as like about the size of like most of a beagle puppy's body absolutely um mold says i have to keep killing these things to keep my family safe so i can't go on a journey with you i see you have a quest you're uh, there's a lot of questing to do that's very responsible of you <laughs> so because slime's proud but also an extreme emotional distress mm-hmm. remember if if you die and judas dies you can't bring him back which means i'm going to kill everybody but you said as long as you're alive you can bring him back so remember that Everyone's survival depends on you. Me? Who? Yeah. <laughs> when you gave when you gave Mold the dog, he said if something happens to the dog, it'll kill everyone. And you said I can just bring the dog back. And he said, never mind then. <laughs> oh yeah, if I die. <laughs> yeah, I can't die. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mold is literal uh Mold's literally if it if anything happens to this dog, I'm gonna kill everyone in this room and then myself, you know, just Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well if I die, I mean, what's the point anyway? That's what I've been telling everyone. Everyone is very unreceptive to this message. <laughs> uh, Aze will try to chime up and ask, well, uh, have you seen Farmer Applewhite around here? Is she out in the fields? Of course. She works there. She's a farmer. And then suddenly Slime just stops screaming altogether and looks directly into Mold's eye gaps in their skull <laughs> mm-hmm. and says... Do you have any insights on Will- William's motivations? And then goes directly back to screaming. Okay, okay. so Mold has to talk over your screaming. Perfect. Yeah. Mold says, William is the part of me that didn't want to listen to you. Uh, you've been trying over the whole winter to argue with me about what I should do to get people to love me. And we had disagreements in our community. And so we split up. Uh, William thinks you're a malign influence and should be destroyed. Uh, he took the skull with him because it symbolizes... Uh, your corrupt influence and what you what we did to the village i was part of you then so what we did to william's village uh i just want to be loved so i have judas here and i love judas and as we've established i will kill everyone for judas william is more interested in killing you got it thank you and screams yeah, uh-huh. though one of the things about having slime molds as characters this season is instead of having character conflict, you can split your character into multiple people and then make them <laughs> each have their own opinions. It's almost as if I'm making my enemy split more and more until they're smaller and I'm bigger. And remember when you first fought mold after that fight, you were like, I absorb mold. And I was like, they have too much biomass. Uh, you now know William is closer to your biomass. Uh, so as I collect other slimes to join me on in Ferelden, I mean the Stanton Dragons game. You have collected slime. You have rolled in for investigation to collect uh, loose protists at every location. So yeah, your your biomass keeps growing. Uh, Aze will suggest that. Uh, once uh, Slime is uh, done communing with uh, Mold, that 
everyone that we that we all go to the fields to uh, try to convince Apple White to uh, probably to uh, <laughs> uh, not embrace the sweet mechanical luster of these machinations in her fields. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you can leave Mold to Mold's devices. Uh, he's basically just going to be walking around killing Quarry. Uh, if this was a more traditional Dungeons & Dragons campaign, like every time you want to go from one location to another, I would roll on a random encounter table. Like, you know, Pokemon in the tall grass. You'd yeah. be fighting Quarry this whole time. Uh, but part of the narrative uh, justification for not having that uh, pretty annoying mechanic is that Mold is out there just uh, ripping through these guys. Also, you know, this show would never reach any kind of narrative conclusion if you had us. You made us do fights that weren't explicitly <laughs> narratively required. Absolutely, that's the way we do things here. Uh, but th that's also explaining what what Mold is doing. Because Mold's really strong. Mold could take the, or you know, it'd be a boss fight for the whole team just for Mold. So he he can take care of himself. Well, I'll just go see her. Yeah, Jeez. field over there. Go. <laughs> uh, yep, Basil, you lead the charge over to the, the fields where all the frost-resistant crops are growing, and there's these giant mechanical shapes, which you have no real reference for. I, I'd say uh, if we were doing the adaptation, I would hire Simon Stallenhog to design these machines, if you're familiar with that artist. Um, they're, they're very interesting-looking um, agricultural machines uh, that, to your kind of feudal D&D character minds, may as well be eldritch monsters. Uh, and they seem to be like plowing the earth and like harvesting crops and apple white's walking around with a big smile on her face like thumbs hooked through her uh overalls like and her you know suspenders just look at beaming proudly at these machines which are doing you know more work in an hour than she would do in a week i mean i feel like th this this particular dream isn't doing anyone any harm well all the <laughs> dreams contribute to the weakness of the yeah okay, i know okay. i know i yeah i i recognize that i recognize the problem but like unlike everyone else is like oh no you've gone into like a you know dream dream world where like you're, you're losing touch with reality you just got some cool farming equipment i, I can respect that <laughs> Uh, as looks out a soft sign, just realizing, oh shit, this is this is gonna be a hard one to persuade out of. <sighs> oh, hello there, former Moist Watch. How are you enjoying your retirement from you know the violence? The world is going to end unless you give up personal conveniences. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the dead Kennedys warned us about this. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see how these would be very useful. I'm struggling to find an argument against them, other than, as aforementioned, the world is going to end if you have them. So mm, that that is a point against them. All of winter, I've been asking for some help here on the farm, and Mold's the only one who's coming through. It feels like uh, the least I could do is, you know, not look a gift horse in the mouth. Really? You have to use that turn of phrase, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Is this really worth the end of the world? 
You notice that uh, Applewhite has a kind of uh, strange look on her face. You've seen this with uh, Marina, and I guess none of your characters did, but you know we did see it on Gigi's when he was on his big throne. Like, oh yeah, they are like kind of literally waking, dreaming. Mm-hmm. So it's time for a wake up call. Fourteen intimidation. Is that enough intimidation? I will. I will. I will. I will tap on the benefit button for Cat's sake to give her a bonus d6 to that roll just to aid on the intimidation what about 19 instead of 14 uh i rolled a five i didn't help basil's like yeah not very intimidating in the background 19 is enough so uh you start roaring cat and it doesn't seem to be getting through and then what you just like turn the gain up on the roar or something (laughs) i guess well i guess the way that the the way that the benefit works is like i'm roaring and it doesn't work and then i look at Aze and he just gives me like a little thumbs up and then i do it better right (laughs) i i also like to think that like Aze's little uh star map has like everyone's cards floating around it and like he sort of grabs uh cat's card out of the little constant the little uh orbits of cards and just sort of looks upon it and then like sh- and then shows it to cat or does some other sort of like motion to sort of like <laughs> is is cat just like oh that's me yay <laughs> 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 i love when things are me <laughs> <laughs> is this your card <laughs> oh, it, oh wait it literally is i made it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. She just says the same stuff that she was already saying, but but successfully louder. The end. Apple White, the world is going to end unless you give up personal conveniences, and that is very selfish. Uh, yeah, uh, Apple White shakes her head a little bit as if, uh, you know, coming out of a reverie. And she says, oh, that sounds bad. I wouldn't want that. Yes. If you are dead because the world ends, you won't be able to enjoy personal conveniences anyway. It's hard not to try to cast this as like a climate change metaphor, you know? It's just like <laughs> the world's ending, you have to slightly change your lifestyle, uh, maybe over my dead climate body. Climate change, climate change, climate <laughs> change. <laughs> well, maybe other people can give up their dream stuff and I can keep these. This is unfortunately, and I hate to have to bring this movie up, but it's kind of like the uh, the end of that Wonder Woman film where everyone has to do the thing, otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> I hate that that's unfortunately the cultural touchstone for this, but you have to, everyone has to do it. Oh, we should have done this season a year earlier so that that film hadn't been out. I hate that that's what it's done to us. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if it would help, um, I am more than happy to help out around the farm i'm trying to make friends and that would be a nice excuse to spend time with you if that's okay i mean i've asked for, i've asked for people to come help on the farm all winter no one ever does you ha- in my defense i have not existed all winter and i have had a very eventful time since i was able to move off one spot i would like to make friends and i'm happy to spend some time with you it has been very busy since i you know could leave one place and if i might add I would like to consider myself your friend, Applewhite, but this work looks boring and hard. <laughs> it sh- it sure is, but I have to do it so everyone can live. I'm. I mean, it it does look boring, but also I haven't had much time to try boring yet. Maybe boring is fun. I don't know. 
I I guess if uh, we are asking you to be slightly inconvenienced so that we can all live, uh, and y- you are already slightly inconvenienced so that we can all live, uh, we should probably help you with the boring and hard work. We we should probably also be mildly inconvenienced so that, that everyone can live. I suppose, actually, the farmer is the one who is the poorest and most exploited in society <laughs> already, and we shouldn't put so much pressure on them to solve our problem. Uh, so persuasion for the whole group, advantage to Basil and Cat. Uh, Basil, because you haven't existed long enough to disappoint Appleway and Cat, because <laughs> you have made a genuine effort, uh, you know, in downtime and so forth to visit. I have. Thank you for noticing. I love not having existed long enough to disappoint people. It's that's fucking mm-hmm. great. <laughs> uh, Nineteen for Basil. Twenty-two. Uh, I'm gonna try too. It's gonna go terribly. Ozzy did not do well. He rolled a four because he's just. Not good at this. <laughs> Aze has Aze has existed and not made the effort. <laughs> oh my god! I got a two. Yeah. So the party passes twenty-two and nineteen. Um. So yeah. Even though I think Slime and Aze, the dice just agree with Applewhite that she has felt unsupported, and I know that's not out of malice. No one's saying you went out of your way to be a dickhole. Right. Uh. But there also is just isn't enough time to support everyone in your community. That's not a failing. That's just literally how many hours are in a day that's physics that's you know time uh but yeah Uh, that sounds like liberal bullshit to me (laughs) it's it's almost like you deliberately set up the premise of this season for us to have to fail that there was no you know strategy guide that could have followed to 100 percent this this is this 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 is like this is just like toki meki memorial we can only do one thing a week and if if it's no you know what it you know what it is i'm flicking through the strategy guide now uh we didn't realize we could play the song of time and go back and and get the other people <laughs> okay i applewhite obviously finds that persuasive uh there's been a lot of talk uh, uh both in character and in the listenership about applewhite uh, being annoying and i think her demands are relatively uh, reasonable and i she is won over by the likewise reasonable argument of we will help apple applewhite is a wonderful character that neelith would have spent more time with had you know emotions not been a thing that needed dealing with applewhite seemed chill <laughs> But there is a complication, which is Appleboy nods, agrees, and then like closes her eyes, and you see, or she kind of shakes a little bit. She, you know, she does that thing at, like in movies where people have psychic powers and they're trying to convey to the viewer that they're using them, and then she opens her eyes and says, "Oh no, they're still there." Cat also pounces on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can pounce on a, a giant uh, harvesting machine. Uh, your your teeth and uh, claws do not get through its metal hide. I'm riding it. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Just you riding a giant uh, Stalinhog harvester in the background in this conversation. She says, uh, hmm, m- maybe I don't want it enough. You know, like subconsciously, maybe I still want them to help. You know, it's hard to just give give up things, even if you want to. Uh, Basil is gonna look around for if there's like any hand, like hand operatable uh, farming gear around, like a like a plow or something or a shovel. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of a role if you want to actually just pick up some equipment and start doing work. 
I I think I think that's the plan is to be like yeah I know words words are a thing that we can say but like hey maybe you'll feel differently if I'm actively here helping. Um, yeah, that's nature. Nature. Ooh, mm, ouch. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Seventeen uh. with a negative modifier is pretty alright. <laughs> Hell yeah, Basil! Yeah. You saved the day. Oh hell uh, yeah! This is, this is great. <laughs> Describe this to me. Uh, you, you do exactly what I, I mean. I didn't even have a solution in mind. Honestly, I was just curious what you all would do. But this is perfect. Basil initially goes over and tries to find like like a two handed like tilling plow or something. Does uh mage hand and is like okay yeah I'll just put a push this along and it's like no okay do not have two mage hands. And then sees some kind of machinery that can be pulled and goes, oh, <sighs> fine. And starts <laughs> pulling some kind of designed for a horse, not happy about it, but making the effort to be like, see, fine, I'm doing, I'm helping. This is not fun for me, but I am helping. I'm making an effort. Yeah, you can slip into the yoke on like a till and start pulling it, and then you you make that horse noise. <laughs> you made a very Mister Ed noise. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I think Basil, after a few seconds of attempting with Mage Hand to do something that isn't how a horse would help on a farm, is like, okay, fine, fine, I'll do the horse thing. Especially with you kind of uh, uh, embarrassing yourself a little bit, I think it definitely helps cut through. Um, and the more you till, the the, uh, the all the big machines uh, start slowing down, and you can see that they appear to be rusting, like in fast motion, like a you know time lapse. I discussed the quarries' corpses uh, rotting in fast motion, or the tulpas. It's similar to that. It's like they're rusting and breaking down in an extreme fast motion. Uh, the longer you you go about like plowing a field, um, and everyone can see that. And uh, Applewhite says, "Huh." I never thought I'd see the day the moist watch was tilling my field. Aze will also just try and say, to be fair, Applewhite, uh, we are no longer the moist watch. So <laughs> I guess it took dissolving us for this to get resolved. Hmm. <laughs> oh, funny that. As soon as the moist watch went away, the people in it started helping. It's almost like <laughs> you abolished the... Something. It'll come well, to me. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's sort of like that, but it's also sort of like there were no pending murder investigations at literally this exact second. There were a lot of other things going on at other times. Um, Kat says, uh, is there any farm work that involves uh, large balls of yarn or mm, scratching? So you're all working in the field here, and all the all the machines are rusting and falling apart, uh, and cut, you know just literally uh, evaporating into the air like the other dreams and tulpas you've seen so far. And Applewhite says, "You know, I know I can be annoying sometimes, but it's hard doing all this work and not feeling anybody's helping you. You say it's boring, and in a way it is, but it also gives you a lot of time alone with your thoughts. And it's easy to become resentful when you feel like you're the only one." Putting in the hard work. It is a common problem for everyone to feel like they are the only one putting in the hard work. But you really do a lot for all of us. And I appreciate it. Now I can see uh, what it is like. 
didn't you all ever become resentful? It seems like at the beginning of winter, everyone got along real well. But as things got scarier and colder and darker and people started dying, you all got a lot shorter fuses with your neighbors. A lot quicker to yell at Shoko for her little antics. A lot quicker to be mad at me for speaking up. Uh, the people you protect kind of become a burden, huh? I only yell to solve problems. And <laughs> I say please and thank you when I do. It is not born out of anger. I just want everyone to be friends. I don't, I, I don't have a huge amount of experience, but I, I imagine a little bit of this at least uh, is, is born out of... Uh, is a lot of responsibility to try and fix a lot of problems and not have enough time to fix all of them and to not be able to do enough for enough people. Probably not a fun position to be in. Part of my issue is just that, like, if Philippa were here, I would be able to give a much more interesting answer, which is that she absolutely has come to completely loathe and resent yeah. public service and responsibility. And I've been kind of, like, explicit about that at several points. But she's just somewhere else right now. It's just literally bad timing. Like, Kat does just want to be friends with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think out of character, like, that is a that is certainly a thing. It is It is certainly not uncommon to resent people that you end up in a position of trying to help. Like, that's a lot of pressure, and pressure leads to resentment. Like, li literally, by contrast, like, on, in the in the Just Cat episodes, Cat was just, like, hyped to go and talk to everyone, and does love just seeing everyone, uh, partly because she is just a cat. But, like, <laughs> um, yeah, Phil Philippa would absolutely be like, yeah, maybe you've got a point. <laughs> I mean, Philippa did have a great speech in that one episode where you said, you know what I want to do is leave you all behind and build a cabin and never think about you again, which I think is exactly yeah, what we're going because, for. Be because she was put it, because she could see that other people were doing it wrong in a way that she couldn't let go. And then she saw the only possibility of doing anything differently was to be the governor and put her name in for sortition. She did become the governor. It turns out that other people were doing it wrong because it's, it's an untenable position to be in to have one person in charge of everyone else's lives in that kind of uh, intimate and integral fashion. And now she hates it and resents the whole village. All right. And so the machines collapse in the fields and uh, fall apart and disappear into wisps of dream stuff. Uh, one more location down. You send uh, Apple White over to Voyas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can I do a roll? Absolutely. Investigation. 21. Holy shit. Uh, what do I want to give you here? So first of all, you get another uh, hit dice. Hit die is the singular. I keep saying hit dice for one. For the information on this big uh, roll, I will give you uh, a clarification of some information that you might not uh, have all straight in your head, which is the locations left are Governor Gigi's, because although you know Philippa went there, you don't know the outcome of that. Uh, you know Hale's place, you know uh, Potter's place, and you know Shoko's place. So that's the four that are obvious. But I'm going to give you some additional stuff you might not know from just looking at the map, which is that uh, uh, Pastor Vary's place, uh, Ruth's place, and the Wind and Dine Flare, Neela's place, are also empty buildings. And remember that uh, Sun Moon Stars has been kidnapped and whisked away. Uh, for oh. by William. So oh, okay. 
So if you were just looking at the map and ticking off those numbers, you might have uh, might have been a little disappointed in your your exploration. But uh, the, the slime cells you absorb say, I think explicitly they saw uh, William and uh, Noby and uh, the good neighbors going in all these different directions and so forth. And so uh, it kind of refreshes your thinking about places to look. So Slime takes all this information and also finally has that weird after scream cry feeling you get um, and has feels really good and a little bit more calm. And they say, you know, can we go to these empty homes for a reason I cannot tell you? And don't ask me. I am in the very explicit mood to trust you. Thank you for your trust. Also, now that I have it, I will abuse it further. I... <laughs> I mean, you, you already had my trust. I'm, I'm trying to, in a very vague sense, say, yes, I will do the thing that you need done. And not say any more than that. I asked the group for some consideration in trying your best to not immediately set William on fire. They've hurt all of us, me the most, in ways that cannot be specified, but they're still a part of my forest, and I have to try. But first, I must ask, we go to these three places first. We should check there. If you want to, and then we should mm, go after the rest of the dreams and then uh, see how it went for uh, Philippa with Gigi. Aze will go kind of wherever the majority want to go uh, at this point. Um, mother, are we looking for mother and the baby? I don't know how to answer that because I think. If I answer, they'll be, they'll be dead. <laughs> the important thing for me is just the word Noby doesn't leave your mouth. Anything else is fine. William is kidnapped. My wife is fine. Oh, I can say that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, William, my troubled grandchild, sort of, has <laughs> kidnapped my wife because he's in love with her. So. I am going to kill him. Don't. It's not... No, I'm going to kill him. Try your best not to. <sighs> Try your best not to kill William. In some way, it is Mother's fault that William is this way. <laughs> and Mother has to take care of it. Oh, you. I thought you were talking about Sun, Moon, Stars. Like, Sun, Moon, Stars didn't do anything. No, I did. <laughs> me. I. I, Mother. All, everybody, Mother. This time, me, Mother. <laughs> Mommy Prime. We haven't made this confusing at all. <laughs> William is the way they are because of me. I think Cat, Cat growls for a long time, and then the growl resolves like, uh, okay. And then she's just done. She's, she's, she got it out. When, remember when you ate my face 37 times in a row? Yes. It's like that, yeah. But by the 38th time, you only slashed my face. So <laughs> we got to have that kind of patience. Uh, my, my neurochemical said I should kill him, 
But uh, I'm out of those now. Yeah, we have three alcohol and sheep grease. So if I can't do it, go ahead, burn them alive. But let me try. All right, where do you go? Uh, the closest location would be uh, either the Wind and Dine Flare or the Dogberry to see Potter. Let's go to the Wind and Dine Flare. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the empty buildings first, right? So, I mean, the Wind and Dine Flare seems like, you know, if, so- if-, if someone's going to keep, like, kidnapping victims, that seems like an emotional place to have them. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also on the way to the Dogberry anyway, so, you know, that's fine. I really do have all these locations planned out, and you you have made a choice. Uh, you approach the empty restaurant. Uh, the door is locked. What do you do? I'm going to kick it. All right. <laughs> Strength. 14. Yeah, cat, you just put your full your full lion weight on the door and whatever little mechanism holds it closed just snaps just gives away immediately and the doors swing open. What do I see? Uh you see an ep- empty restaurant. Do you want to roll? Uh I I guess Ozek Yeah, I was going Ozek can help with the investigation with a 22. 26. Sweet Christ. Well, yep. 17 for Basil. The party succeeds. 22 and 26 are incredible. 26 means slime. Uh, You're the one who uh, nails this. Uh, Can you give me your Sherlock Holmes on the scene? Um, I do a little Slytherin, and out of all of my formerly fire pikes, I squirt out a little bit of slime everywhere. And then they suck (laughs) back into me. And let me know what the deal is. And also, well, no, I'll wait until after we find out. Okay, so you put your little worm body, like, or your huge worm body doesn't quite fit in the front door, so I'm imagining you doing this, like, with your head and not the rest of you, like, still outside, uh, and you you squirt your slime everywhere, you suck it back in and taste it. You taste uh, Sun Moon Star skin flakes, like, you know, hair and skin, just the way that people slough things oh, when they yeah. walk around. Mm. <laughs> I didn't like, did not care for that. Uh, immediately, like, there's no doubt in your mind, Sun Moon Stars has been here, uh, and you have you have chosen out of the huge list of locations the exact correct one to go to. Uh, this princess but- is in this fucking castle. Perfect. Yes. Uh, not only that, because of your in just a ginormous roll twenty six, uh, you also taste a loose uh, orange protest, which leads you to believe William is nearby. Uh, and that if you had rolled poorly, I would have snuck attack your butt. All right. Williams nearby. Also, I just tasted Sun Moon Star's skin. <laughs> Cat says, Perfect. Mother! And runs in. Just charges in. It's charge time. It's charge time. Uh, so you, you're expecting to be uh, ambushed, so you aren't ambushed, is <laughs> how I'm going to say that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's roll initiative. I'm going to do it with disadvantage for William. Uh, 18. Mm, 20. I think rolled a 9. All right, Kat, you're up first. Uh, here's You charge in, and William... Uh, kind of slurps down out of the ceiling tiles, this uh, uh, orange uh, slime mold colony. Mm-hmm. 
roughly the amount of slime that slime has, I would say. Like their biomasses are pretty close because this was uh, coming off the big massive mold. Um, but uh, as it as slurps down, instead of landing on you and immediately, you know, doing what slime does, like vampiric touch, rip out your, you know, innards, barf on you, absorb you, all that kind of stuff, you uh, get you know it's coming, and so you get the drop. It's your turn. What do you do? I love that for me. So um, I didn't just spam Tasha's hideous laughter in the last fight because uh, I got the one spell slot left, and I was like. I might need this for Nobi, but Kat doesn't know that she might need this for Nobi. To her, the single most important boss fight that she will be confronted with is this one because family are in danger. So she's going to use Tasha's hideous laughter to immobilize William and then be yelling as she runs deeper into the wind and dine flayer. Beat his ass, but don't kill him. I uh, am getting mother and the baby secured. All right, Tasha's hideous laughter. I have to make a save. It's a wisdom save. Um, this creature driven only by jealousy and envy, not the wisest to ever walk the face of the earth. No. No. What? Austin, why did you do that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> With a bonus of zero, I rolled a 19. William does not think it's funny. That was my last spell slot. Austin. Austin. I stay up all late playing your dungeons and your dragons. And this is... <laughs> this. this is how you do me? Oh, that was almost a Philippa retort just happening in there. <laughs> yeah, so you you cast a bardic spell on William, who uh, slurps away and begins taking a kind of humanoid form, uh, does not start laughing, does not have lungs or a mouth to do so, even if they wanted to, and it is Basil's turn. I? Oh, yeah, okay. Basil uses hold monster. Uh, so wisdom saving throw? As we've discussed previously, not exactly Socrates here. That's a three. Yeah, that that is not going to be successful. Um, the target is now paralyzed for the next up to a minute. All right, Basil, you uh, see uh, the slime mold slurp out of the ceiling, try to land on Cat. And a magic shoots from your horn and uh, holds it in place. And we're at Aze's turn. Well, in that case, what Aze will do for his main action is just use one of his daily uses of uh, Manipulator's Mark. So I'll just pop that off there. And let's uh, just cast it off to see if he can get a hit with it. Where is it? There we are. That will be a 12 on the attack roll. Probably a miss. Nope. Yep. Um and that's uh, Ozzy's turn over to Slime. Ozzy will. Ozzy turns on the cycle, shoots and misses, and hands it off to Slime. I cast level four blight. Constitutions. Uh, nine. That's a failure. Twenty-four. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I was expecting a lot more damage. Pretty bad rolls, huh? A lot of shitty rolls. Yeah, a lot of twos. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. We're just trying to make him smaller, them smaller. I don't know what William feels. I don't know that William even knows right now. William is just basically. That's fine. That's allowed. William just purely hates you. Uh, it is William's turn. 
Uh, Pronoun look, hate. Yeah, hate can be a gender. <laughs> hate truth can be a gender. Uh, Pronoun. Uh. I just think William will be it. It's. I just think it strikes me as uh, that kind of. Yeah, you know you what? Know, yeah. Goblin core, agender, self mythologizing kind of like. I'm William. Yeah. It is William. Um, I'm going to roll to bust out of the paralysis. That's a 22. Uh, so you blight, you shoot out, uh, you know, your acid, your necrot- necrotizing uh, magic. Tiny spores that suck the moisture out of you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it starts to starts to wither, but then it slides away and goes uh, squ- like squelching under a uh, like a table. Also, you have squelcher. We haven't we haven't talked about squelcher. I'm a little worried for squelcher. I don't know. Okay, well, just for the rules, I'm just gonna say squelcher gets attacks. Uh, so I'm just gonna do some squelch squelching. Um, okay. Some squelching. just have squelcher eat some biomass. Nothing crazy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Forty that misses. So just uh, Squelcher uh, dives over by William and tries to attack and just misses. So nothing too too wild. Uh, we're back to Cat. Well, I said that I ran deeper into into the restaurant, so I want to. Would I need to use my turn if I were looking for Sun, Sun Moon Stars and the baby? Because that's what Cat said she was doing. Yeah, this is exactly what I was uh, th- thinking about. Was that uh, if you if you're choosing to bypass the boss fight to go looking for them, uh, that's that's definitely uh, a understandable impulse and something you can roll for. Um, I want to say perception. This is a bad rolls episode. Like I know I passed, but like all the rolls are bad today. So with above average, you get what you want, but there is a complication. What you want is you you look and listen for a sign of Sun, Moon, Stars, and the Abomination, and you hear some kind of muffled uh, speech, and you go looking uh, in the freezer. Um, and when you o- open the freezer, uh, you see Sun, Moon, Stars, and Abomination like tied up in the back. So the good thing, you found them. Ooh, the bad thing... Update to... Abominations think they now have pretty wings for no reason. Thank you. They're insect wings. That's wonderful, and it takes the edge off of the bad thing, which is that this is a trap, and when you open the door, the egregore grabs you by the face. Ah, beans. And you see that this uh, being, which is made up of a bunch of different parts of all the villagers, uh, is... uh, uh, covered in orange uh, slime mold and it has the skull of William uh, where Neelith's trophy used to be if you'll Uh, recall you know that's just fucked up that's not cool that's just not cool actually (laughs) listen here Yorski (laughs) wait I have a question so like is that connected did they just get a bunch of other biomass what's going on they yeah they split it was a trap they split their biomass and made you think oh I'm just a little guy you're gonna beat me up it's four on one and that but the, the rest <laughs> of the slime molds back here and now it's got uh it's bigger and stronger and it's gonna manhandle cat oh cat hates being manhandled that's fucked up yeah yeah it is fucked up so the egregore is a uh, large creature it has four arms like marina it has giant paws like potter it has a uh tail i listen, listen look, we, we we know it has everything that an oc would have on the, uh, you know it's it's egregore the hedgehog you know you know uh-huh <laughs> it can breathe plasma like hail uh it has yep. 
talons like Venta. Uh, it has cl- uh, the the cloak that like Gigi, the the governor's cloak. It has Shoko's ears. It has Sun Moon Star's uh, gazing eye beams. It has cat's mm-hmm. uh, pretty hair. Uh, yep, it, it, your hair. D- d- does it cry profusely like Aze? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it has Apple White's uh, rake, uh, but where Neela's trophy used to be is the skull of William, like the centerpiece of its body, and it grabs you, cat. <sighs> That's fucked up. Uh, should I attack since it's my turn, or are we like Can you looking warn us? my turn? Or, no, can you, like, scream in any way? Yeah, I think I'd definitely yell. Make a big commotion that this is all going on. Yeah, so basically now now there's two fights. There's the three against the slime mold diversion, and then there's basically Cat against William. Um, And the Egregore, when it grabs you, I think it says, uh, Mother! 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 Everybody mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody mommy. That's um, Basil, it's your turn. (laughs) Wait, I have a question. So, like, could we hear that Kat is now fighting a giant aggregore in the basement? How is the aggregore fitting in the basement? That's not important. But uh, do we know? That's actually a great question. No, I'm glad you said that because the egregore is literally a, a kind of tulpa. It's a it's a it's a multi-person tulpa. Essentially, it's called a thought form. It's a, made out of dreams. So, like something in a dream, it can be different sizes depending on like oh okay uh, the situation. Like literally, if something like chasing you in a dream, and it can be like giant one minute and small the next minute. So it's like ex- it's exactly the largest it could possibly to be to fit in whatever room it's in. Which uh, is very convenient for it, but that's also just uh, as a being of dream, it can just do that. Um, so, do we know that cat's downstairs fighting an aggregore filled with um, William? Yeah, I th- so it's not downstairs; it's in the freezer of the restaurant. You're all in the dining room, essentially, so you can hear the scuffle. I'm not going to keep that from you, but it is uh, you, it's going to be like all a scenario of like taking you know uh, attacks of opportunity if you want to peel off, okay. Basil. So I'm cool with one of these piles being killed. Just Can Basil see the bigger one? Because uh, Basil's got a plan. Actually, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do it on this one. Go cast fucking Blight. There you go. All right. Con safe. And that is a 11. That's going to fail. That's not going to be enough. Mm, that's a lot of damage, isn't it? Uh... That's a lot of bad rolls, but twenty-five damage. Yeah, the the, the rolls against uh against William have been pretty poor, huh? Look, Basil doesn't want to respect the restaurant. You know, that's that's all that's going on here. Oh, perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, big attack! Big attack! Oh fuck! Can't desecrate the uh, the kitchen. <laughs> Aze. Uh, f- Aze will use a bonus action to shift to manipul to the manipulator to try and shoot the 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 portion of slime that's out of rather the portion. Aze will shift to the manipulator sign to shoot off a shot against William. That'll be twenty four. Uh huh. For sixteen radiant damage. Uh, before following that up with uh. Another one of his daily uses of 
manipulator's mark. He has two more of those left, so we'll just shoot that one off. 27. And that will do... <laughs> 46 rolls for 10 damage. Fuck. So Ozzy does 26 damage uh, between his two attacks and the next attack made against at least this portion of William is made with advantage. Um. All right, this is going to be thematic. I'm going to do a third level vampiric touch. All right, I hit for 20, right? Yep, okay. And so I, I throw up my guts on it, and then, like, you know, I'm literally sucking in some, um, some biomass and I'm repatriotizing them. Yeah, this is a unique circumstance because uh, you know the game, as written, doesn't account for a slime mold creature who can do all the things your character can do. So this is a unique opportunity. When you vampiric touch it, it vampiric touches you back. What? It can just do that? Yep, that's a special ability I gave it. Okay. 20, that's gonna hit. <laughs> you always sound so surprised <laughs> by things. It was just well, uh, I'm like, what? What happened? <laughs> okay. And does that count as their turn? No. Oh my huh? lord, these rolls. This has just been a bottom of the barrel roll kind of day. That's only six damage, so you do way more. Uh, so basically you start absorbing it and it, uh, it's trying to absorb you back, but you're overpowering it. Um, I'm, it's now William's turn. So I want to give some additional flavor. First of all, I'm, I'm going to attack again with Vampiric Touch. This is almost like a absorbing tug of war. It's like, wh what if the blob fought the blob? Um, I, but then can't I Vampiric Touch back right when they do it to me? You do not have the, the ability I made up for this boss. No, unfortunately that hits. 3d6, oh boy, here we go again. Uh, 11, so it, it is absorbing you as you are absorbing it, and slime in like the, the dining room of this restaurant, this is now a really gross uh, battle, as it's kind of pulling, <laughs> it's pulling you out of the remorades, and you were trying to sucking it up, um, and it's this intermingling of like, uh, dog vomit yellow and like bright orange, and it's really- Gorgeous. Gorgeous was definitely the word I was going to use. Not nauseating or disgusting and, and none of that. Gorgeous is what I was thinking. Uh, in the kitchen, and I'm sorry, Kat, you, you were correct morally and ethically to go try to find Sun, Moon, Stars, and the baby. That is what you should have done. I'm now going to open up this entire can of whoop-ass on you. That's cool. It is, well... It could be cooler. <laughs> where is this? <laughs> where is the stats for this? Oh boy, is that it? I could have sworn I get. Oh, interesting. Okay, it could be better, honestly. Oh, I crit. Oh, I crit. Oh, I crit. Oh no. <sighs> oh, I crit. Uh, Austin, I, I could, I could hear the anguish in your voice right now. I don't take any pleasure in hurting these characters. I love them. I love all these characters. <laughs> Um, Austin, you have the power to turn around at any time and say, and the boss just falls over and decides, oh, you were right, and everyone has a happy ending. You have that power, Austin. You choose to make us suffer. Uh, that's 30 damage. The Egregore picks you up off the ground, Cat, uh, pulls, like, pulls you halfway into the freezer, and then slams your head in the freezer door with all of its strength. 
Yes, which is the point at which I would like to announce a role-playing decision. I have not been using Kat's Rage, even though Kat is now the owner of this character sheet, not the Dream Team, for a while, because I said that the Rage was when they went into battle mode together, but the name of it is Rage. <laughs> and I truly wasn't planning this, but I think in this moment when her mother and her sibling, tiny newborn sibling, are held captive by this thing that she ran to try and save them and it grabs her and then slams her head in the door. I think it's time for Rage. I think if there was ever a time for rage, it's this. Right. <laughs> okay. Is it funny that I'm like imagining that gif of that little lamb and then just his rage on it? <laughs> That's good. I'm imagining Cat going Super Saiyan. Oh my god. Because I also do have the storm aura for Tundra, so I do have like an aura effect around me where I'm like emanating energy, so it's there. It's a real thing. Is your hair sticking up? Uh, no, because it's braided. Um, <laughs> uh, I get advantage on strength checks and saving throws, plus three melee damage with strength weapons, resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing damage. I can't cast or concentrate on spells, but that's fine. I don't have any left. And I get my 10-foot aura effect, blah, 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 blah. And I... Oh, wait. I get to get four temporary hit points. That's nice, what with all the ones I lost just now. So William picks you up, slams your head on the door, and says, You made me, and now I will unmake you. And then you go Super Saiyan. <laughs> uh, and Kat says, um, Kat says, We all come from dirt, William. You will be dirt again soon. Fuck, this is so cool. <laughs> um, so I guess I yeah. just like roll my hit dice twice. I hope this isn't shit now. Mm, a 21, but then a 12. Uh, 21 hits. Shit. <laughs> 18 damage. All right. Damn, you did more than half of what uh, William just did to you. Uh, how does that look? You just slam your claws inside of the egregore? I think I... Well, yeah, what I was planning to do is that I jump up and uh, try to bite as deeply into its neck or equivalent. <laughs> but yeah, it, like just where I think there will be arteries. Um, yeah, so the way that the, that William is driving the Egregore is a lot like how Slime is driving the, driving the Remor rays, which is to say the, the biomass to host ratio is off. Uh, it's mostly Egregore, and then there's like a spider webbing of orange stuff on it. Mm. Uh, so it, it's not like Mold, who is like that you dip, you fully sheep dip, dipped a skeleton in blue stuff. Uh, so when you, you, you bite, you do a good amount of damage. You get, you get a, a meaty pocket of William. But uh, yeah, it's, there aren't like... Uh, there's not a heart or arteries or anything that you're like, oh, that's the obvious weak point. Cool. Uh, that's a good hit, though. Basil. Um. So how much of the... the uh, mm. So we're aware of the, the big the big one that needs dealing with. Cool. Um, I think Basil's going to come try and help with that. All right. You're going to take an uh, attack of opportunity to try to bail on the yeah. distraction fight. 
16. Uh, that's going to hit. Uh, 18 damage as uh, the William that is locked in a death struggle with uh, slime sprays you with acid and the kind of spores, the you know moisture-sucking spores that slime is always using. Yeah. Um, and so as you try to leave the room, you get coated in that and it starts like you know sucking your juices out. Oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I'd do the same. <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, have it. Having a rough time, Basil is going to uh, run run over to the other fight and give Blight another go. Uh, unfortunately, because the, the, they're like struggling in the entrance way, you don't have a clear shot on this turn. Next turn you will, but, but you basically have to give up okay. this to switch battlegrounds. Okay, no worries. Cool. Next next turn, I'm gonna be I'm gonna contribute to stuff. Uh huh. No, this is good. Uh, Aze, it's your turn. Uh, bonus action to do another shot against the uh, the fight that's going on here. That would be a 16 on the attack roll. That hits. All right. That's 11 radiant damage. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of what the main attack could be here. Uh, I think what I think the think what Ozzy will do is that he will use. Uh, gosh. I'm going to just use my last free daily use of a nebular mark against uh, this version, this side of William. So see there. Ooh, unfortunately, that attack is going to miss. Roll the 12 on that. All right. It looks like it's Slime's turn. Remember, Vampiric Touch, uh, you don't have to spend a spell slot. It's just active now. So if you want to do it, you can just do it. I'm just, we're just going to, you know, puke at each other. Uh huh. Uh, you, you, you're, you're just you, you just you just sucking. Okay, we that's all you do. You just you... sucking each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I can just do that without spending a spell slot. Okay. Mm-hmm. What level? Any level? What? What's? It's the same level that you cast it at, I believe. Okay, so we can just swap spit and and uh, okay. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep that going, I guess. Just uh-huh. Thirteen. Oh no! You, well, do you okay? So you roll damage. Do you want to say because they're like entwined, we're not rolling to hit anymore? We're just going back and forth to the damage. I do have a plus ten to it, so most likely I will hit anyway. So yeah, let's just say that. All right. So you do thirteen, and you heal six. Okay. Uh, it is now. William's turn. I rolled eight. All right. So th- once again, uh, I do just less damage on the vampiric touch, even though we're using the same spell on each other. Um, this is very interesting to me. Wait, how much damage do I take? Eight, right? Like both of you are like being slurped into each other. It's just like this helix of these two colorful slimes wrapping around each other and absorbing each other. Uh, I really love that vampiric touch as a spell flavor wise right now. It's, it's incredible. Mm hmm. William in the freezer also is going to get a turn on Cat again, who's going to take half now of bludgeoning damage, so that's good. Yes, I agree. 29, that's still going to hit, huh? <sighs> yep. 
Uh, 23 damage, so 11 after the rage. Uh, I think the flavor on this is that William like picks you up bodily, uh, you know, pushes the door of the freezer open to get you away from some moon stars. Like Basil, at this point, you enter the kitchen, and uh, there's like a knife rack in here, Neilis knife rack, and William just th- slams you into it, like so you get stabbed by multiple knives at the same time. Ow. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, William's strategy is to like pick you up and just bodily slam you into everything in the kitchen. Kitchens are dangerous places. Yeah, for real. Uh, but it's your turn now, Cat. And then after Cat, Basil, you will be able to help. Um, I think it's just gonna be the same thing again. So I'm just gonna keep on rolling. It's gonna roll time. That's a twenty-five. Wait, no. Wait, no. Hang on. A twenty-seven because we're adding two. I'm just gonna add two to everything. When I read them. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to use the D&D Beyond extension and it's not quite doing it, but yeah. Uh, 27 and 23, is that a hit? Both are mega hits. Fantastic. And then this is plus the three as well. So 15 damage and 18 damage. All right, Basil, you see the slashing and biting in the kitchen. What do you do? Let's do that blight. Come on. Give me give me give me that constitution. Twenty-three. Okay, I do uh half, half damage, I guess. Let's let's roll that roll. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll I'll get the big hit in eventually. Wow! Um it's still good. Oh no, that's it's half of that. So still 19, good. 19 damage. Yeah, that's a that's a meaty hit. So you uh, I know, but it's not thirty eight. That's <laughs> that's why can't it can never add the good and the bad rolls on the other turns. Let me do this damage on a on a <laughs> proper hit. Half of this episode has just been us whining about our rolls. <laughs> Aze, your turn. Uh you've seen uh William and Slime are just fully enmeshed now. I think uh you get the sense uh William is about one turn away from being absorbed. Aze will attempt to assist in whittling his, wiggling the biomass down to aid slime. So bonus action to uh, uh, do the free attack there. Does a 15 hit? Uh, hits exactly. That's 15 radiant damage. Nice. And then uh, in an effort to uh, rip apart William a bit... Uh, his main action will be to use Starry Whip because he he remembers using Starry Whip to pull apart like the different yokai that were being uh, mannequined by uh, Mold way back when. So that's a 20 on the attack. Ooh. And that's six piercing damage as a chain of, as like a thread of stars grabs at parts of William and rips it uh off to aid in reducing the biomass to make uh, slime's integration easier. All right, so slime, it's your turn. Let me be clear on the stakes. Do you want to absorb this bit of William to buff up your biomass, uh, which you've been doing? You know, this whole arc is getting as many more slime cells. So this is still your plan. And also, it saves William. Let's both roll three d sixes here for vampiric touch. And if you roll higher, uh, you can just absorb this bit of William. Oh, no. <gasps> Yay! No I way! I saved oh. William by oh. integrating them into my own body! 
what is what is tonight a where a seven can win still, a fucking roll? Still dog shit rolls, but Austin's was slightly more dog shit by one point. Literally a seven versus a six. Pay me the picture. So the diversionary bit of William is defeated. Uh, slime, how do you do it? I suck them up into my body, and like I'm swallowing them whole, and. It's really emotionally distressing because now Slime is suddenly flooded with a lot of rage and despair and guilt. And that's all that William was. And that's very difficult. So then Slime just rams right into the Agricor because they don't, they can't control their emotions right now. Yeah, and it's going to be until next turn until you can get into the kitchen to help with that fight. But I can definitely see, you know, you pulling as much of the Remoray's body into the restaurant as you can. Or even, like, ripping out of its mouth and just being pure slime, I think, would be, sure. would be a, yeah. a look. Let's do it. Um, it is now William's turn. William is going to uh, combine Cone of Cold, which uh, they would have learned when they were mold from the uh, Akashic Stone, with the Blight that uh, we, our friend Slime loves so much and do a cone of blight on our friends Basil and Cat in the kitchen. So basically uh, just a death cone of like uh, necrotic winds uh, come whooshing out of the egregore. Uh, it is uh, a constitution save for, for both of you. <sighs> Necrosis is only oh cool when gosh. I do it. Yeah, I don't like it when it happens to us. 22. Uh, 14. Uh, 22 saves, 14 does not. It's funny because I explicitly give uh, Mold and William all slime spells, so this is 100% on Mari. <laughs> I'm ducking out of this one. <laughs> uh, 41 to Basil, 20 to Cat, uh, as the Egregore, like, you know, does a, the Kamehameha motion with its Wait, uh, body. For, okay, okay, mm, that's, that's a big, that's a big hit, huh? Yeah, and just unleashes what would otherwise be a, a, a cone of, of freezing wind and ice. And it... T- taking a big hit in this Egregore fight, bud? Is it? Yeah, it's a brutal attack. Cat, it's your turn. Uh, this guy sucks. Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> you don't like all of Mold's uh, hatred and envy and jealousy? And inadequacy? That Let's doesn't th- fucking make for a healthy character? Kill him. That's a 15 and a 19. Uh, only the 19 hits. Okay, come on, baby. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. So that with, with the bonuses would be 16 damage. Yeah, not a bad slash. Basil? Uh, right, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to go for my fucking third blight, because why not? You have so many blights. I, I mean, look, I all of my spell slots are exactly the same quantity or level, and I've only done three... Sp- oh, no, wait, no, I did a... Uh, I did a hold, hold monster, didn't I? Oh, no, I don't have another Blight. Uh, in that case, uh, I Eldritch Blast, because that's the only other real option I have. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see how many of these hit. Anyway, I started blasting. Uh, 16, 24, and 16. All three. Yay! Uh, so we do 8 plus 12 plus 9, so that's 29 damage. 
Yeah, this is a good push and pull because the the cone of blight is like blasting you back, but you roar forward, cat, with a slash, and you unleash a barrage, Basil, and you're you're holding your own. Aze, you can now run to the other fight. Mm hmm. Uh, Aze uh, hears the 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 what's going on. Uh, he's going to use his bonus action to shift um, to uh, the cycle as he heads over, and as he gets close enough, he is going to slam down a um it's gonna slam he's gonna cast a fifth level spell he's gonna cast mass dignify and heal um at least himself basil and uh and cat i don't think slime would be in range for this so let's get the healing out there that's gonna be 23 oh my god plus uh, an extra 2d8 plus 5, so let's see here. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so Aze heals 42 damage uh, to himself, Basil, and Cat. Just as the as the formations of the, of the tree and leaf just kind of smatter all over the combatants and the walls as he runs over. Aze is the real MVP here. <laughs> That's, I know, Aze's uh, like the deuce ex machina of this show. I was show. on 18 points left. <laughs> uh, how, much did, how much did you say you were healing each? 42. Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, no, Basil was on, um, I'm gonna say it was single digits. Uh, uh, this, this is this uh, this is the thing about Starry Form that gets really fucking bonkers. It's like, oh yeah, every time you do a healing spell of any sort, bonus two d eight plus five healing on top of whatever it does. Uh, it is nice. Uh, so now it's slime turn. Slime, if you slurp out of the Remoraze's mouth with you know your bigger biomass, and you uh, you know. I um I still have all the remoray's intestines inside it just for flavor. Just let me have it. And then That's I just That's exactly the flavor we okay. want here. All right. <laughs> and then I kind of like at the end of inside roll my like gelatinous slime intestines body like really aggressively. Think of a really like angry big ball of slime whatever that looks like to you and it just slams into the aggregor cuz it's just bad. At this point, because they have to deal with so many emotions. Uh huh. So you you come barreling into the kitchen, just a giant ball of slime and intestines, mm -hmm. and uh, William sees you and says, "If I can't have all of your friends, neither can you." It's too late. I'm already on them. They don't even finish the sentence. <laughs> all right, you're gonna do that vampiric touch that you still have going. Yeah. Do you want me to roll the hit or? What? Yes. 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 This is a different AC. 27. Oh, yeah. Because I'm on him. I am on. <laughs> I am all over on. that motherfucker. Uh-huh. You're, you're coming home, young person, young it. <laughs> right now. You're grounded inside of me. <laughs> I, I don't know if I like that. It's too late. The, you're coming you're, you're, home, you're, young you're, it. You're grounded. Go to my room. Wait, no, that sounds terrible. Uh. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's do a level three vampiric touch because we got vengeance for later. Eleven. 
So you remember when they're in that downtime, you were talking to Mold, and you were doing drugs, and then you were playing with the dreams, and you didn't like that Mold wasn't doing what you wanted, and you tried to dominate him? Mm -hmm. uh, now it's your turn. Wisdom saving throw as William tries to dominate person because he wants to control you and make you kill your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. 21. Get fucked. Sorry, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. This is, this is, we've unlocked not. a different form of Mari through the, today. <laughs> this is incredible. So yeah, so slime just sludges into the room, jumps on William, starts vampiric touching, which is just sucking the biomass out. William tries to take over your mind, and it doesn't work, uh, which is what happened when you tried it on Mold, so I guess turnabout's fair play. But instead of getting you to kill your friends, it's Cat's turn. Cat, you see William being absorbed. What do you do? I still want to kill him, though. I'm in the rage. It's time to kill that's 27 and 16. Both hit. And this right here is 15 and 16 damage. So 31 damage. So this enemy no longer has hit points. So the combat is ended. But the William is not dead. The only way to destroy William permanently is with fire. So this is when we introduce the fire mechanics that we've been building up to all season. Uh, if you want it set... William on fire, you will need to expend one of your uh, alcohols. You have three. If you do that, we need to make a contest between uh, the person who's doing setting the fire and between William who's going to dodge the fire. And depending on the flavor of how we do it is how we'll decide the roles. So mm. first, Cat, uh, paint me the picture of you disabling the egregore, and then we can have an in-character conversation about whether or not to try to get rid of William for good. Well, since this is what I was planning to do before, and again, we're in the kitchen of the Wind and Dine Flayer, what Cat does is the first attack is uh, raking her big claws into the back of the egregore, and then uh, and kind of leaving them embedded. And the second attack is that she bites like deep into the back of its neck. So now she kind of has like a, a whole uh, deep grasp on it and uh pulls it to the pulls it to the the stove uh-huh where she starts turning on the rings okay so perfect so you like a mother cat you grab the egregore by like the nape and yeah. you just start dragging this uh giant conglomerate conglomeration monster over to the stove now this is exactly what I mean by setting up the roles. Because what you're trying to do is strength. So it'll be a strength contest uh, to try to break out if someone wants to use an alcohol here. Is that what we want to do? Well, I mean, I guess the, the only other question before we do that is does Slime want to try and absorb all of William? Yeah. I guess I've already absorbed some of William, but I don't know. What is the official... I don't... Mm. I, at what this point, <laughs> absorbing all of William will put uh, it will basically make you half and half, and your your character will their personality will be irrevocably changed. Oh well, I got enough, so that's cool. <laughs> I mean, literally to slime. As long as you got some, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. 
cool. So, so, so the, the, the what's being posited is uh, for clarification, Mari, is that Cat is holding uh, uh, William over the stove and is going to uh, try to keep them in place while we throw while ideally we throw alcohol and William to set uh, it on fire and dispatch it. Uh, which would require a strength contest as part of the whole thing. So that's... A, okay, well, a, Slime has to go into the corner because they can't come near any of that. Um, and and now Cat says, Ashes to ashes. So who has what alcohol? Um, I think Philippa would have given Slime's uh, sheep uh, lanolin back because mm-hmm. that was processed and made into a flammable thing. Um, but that, that was a slime original. So slime, what is your like role playing, uh, look like here? What is slime doing? Cause you were absorbing William cat grabs William by the, like the nape of the egregore slams him into the stove. Where are you physically? Okay. All right. Slime crawls into the corner, a ball of raging slime, just so angry because they sucked up all the anger. And then the anger from, the William who they just sucked up is enhancing all the other emotions and they've been feeling controlled and which obviously comes back to William. And so they're like, I was being controlled. And then William like, yeah, it doesn't been fucking suck. And they're all yelling at each other inside slime right now. Um, Ooh, I love that. You're like roiling. And there's like this conversation in your body and also out of your body. Cause William is probably saying the same things that the cells you absorbed are saying. So it's like mm-hmm. a chorus mm-hmm. of people telling you that you suck. Yeah. And I do suck and that's okay. When you live for thousands of years, you're going to do a lot of things that make you suck. So Cat is busy holding William to the stove and Slime is in the corner literally undulating with, uh, you know, conflict. Uh, there is a bottle of like processed lanolin here. Basil and Aze? Basil is going to attempt to combine the, um, the special lanolin with Shock and Grasp for a nice little spark to get it going. All right, let's strength contest. So if this succeeds, me and Kat are both going to roll. If you succeed, this works, and William will die. If not, William will break free, and the alcohol will be wasted. Very high stakes. Here we go. Do you want to go first, or should I go first? I'll go first. 21. (laughs) Here I go. 18. Hell yeah. Fantastic. Paint me the picture. Well, I mean, I'm holding him over the stove, and I think that, uh, what is lanolin like? It's like grease? Yes. So, like, basically, Basil is throwing a, a an igniting, like, like little tar bomb onto uh, the Egregore, and Cat has lit the, the rings of the stove and, like, uh, frees her mouth, because she was a bit too close to it otherwise, but, like, pushes her front paws forward, so she's just shoving as much of the body as possible on top of the stove as the grease hits it. So the whole thing just, like, goes up. It's like a massive fire plume, I think. And then as the whole body ignites. Now, Neelith, and I guess, Laura, you would know this best, Neelith's restaurant presumably has fire suppression systems. Um, oh, this 100%, is- 100%, yeah. <laughs> 
how, how do you envision this? I mean, there's, there wouldn't be like a sprinkler system, but I imagine like William's burning and burning and then like falls to the ground and is turning to cinders. And now there's a fire in the restaurant and you, you would, uh, I mean, you, Laura, not Basil would know where like the, <laughs> the stuff is. <laughs> um, I think that Neelith would be the kind of person to have very clearly labelled fire extinguishers basically like three or four times along every wall in the kitchen because not because not so much because of her own need, but because she does not trust other people and she's like, someone's gonna come here at like two AM and try and drunkenly cook themselves some fucking dinner and start a little fire in my kitchen. I don't want my kitchen ruined. There's just very clearly labelled like here is the fire thing, here is a diagram right above it that tells you exactly how to do it. Take the thing and point it and go. I, I, I picture two blankets, one for the fire and one for you to comfort yourself after you've dealt with the fire. <laughs> Alright, so there's three aspects here that I want to hit. One, uh, after the embers die down and this foam puts out the last of the fire, there is a human skull in the foam and Nash. Two, uh, Sun, Moon, Stars, and the Abomination are tied up and need help. Uh, and three, Slime, you were having a crisis in the corner. How is that resolved across the party? Um, in Slime time, it was years of protests and fights, but now everyone's okay and they've accepted rage and guilt and gone back to being okay with... The mistakes of the past and also now slime rolls up to the egregore and uh oh william skull's mine now again uh so wait do you, are you driving the egregore now for the final arc yeah it's mine now <laughs> <laughs> all right sick and william skull's back in so i get in there i slither in there and you know now there's two me you know some william and me so i'm i'm more filled out you know buffer is the skull then, back in like the yeah the skull is back in there and instead of glowing blue or orange <laughs> you know, those stupid colors uh -huh. it flickers on with yellow perfect it goes and then i oh. go oh my god i'm so sexy <laughs> <laughs> and i turn to sun moon stars uh, what do you think she has uh, like a, a, oh, sorry, a sock tied in her mouth. <laughs> do you want the, Do you want it in your mouth? No. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, good. Good season. Good. Good season. Uh. Yeah. So you cut some moon stars free, and obviously she just like does a collapsing hug onto you, and the abomination uh, when you unties starts flapping around at the freezer because you gave it gossamer wings now. It's got insect wings, because they're pretty and iridescent. Oh, hey, it seemed like there was something that you couldn't talk about and you really wanted to find these two. You, 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 can you talk about what's up? <laughs> yeah, I can talk about it now. Uh, Nobi threatened to kill Sun, Moon, Stars, and the Abomination if I said anything, but Nobi's actually quite evil and lying to all of us, and I would very much like to torture them before we kill them or you know break their brain and make them live forever in a broken mind i was following the back calls swallowed in the coats with scars of red tied round their throats to 
keep their little heads from falling in the snow and I turn round and there you go and Michael you would fall and turn the white snow red and strawberries in the summertime